Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every $20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at Armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Tom Bernard Show with Mike Bellino, Andy Brant Bernard, Mike Adlovich, Mo Alexander. Our very special guest, Mo Alexander. We'll be right back. Tom Bernard Show. Michael Bryant, Brad Sean Bryant. What's the latest? Well, basically, we're trying to represent people who have been hurt then talk to them before they talk to an adjuster. Uh, one of the key points is to make sure you know what your rights are before you start talking to the insurance company and they start asking you questions or they try to settle your case early and cheap. Well, what's interesting to me is, you know, a lot of people have fear of attorneys. It makes them very uncomfortable. They get nervous about it. What should I do? I've known Michael for years and years now, and I would highly recommend you. So that should be good enough for everybody because I don't endorse people who are dirtbags. Well, I, I appreciate that. Um, but I guess the key is, is people think I'll charge them if I talk to them. Right. So a lot of people call me up. It's like, how much is this going to cost if you call me back? Like, you want me to call you back? How much will that cost? I don't charge people. The only way I get paid is if we recover, um, if we get money from the, the other side. And there's a lot of people I talk to that I never get paid for that are just part of giving them advice to make sure they know what they can do and what their rights are. And your record's terrific as well, we should point out. Well, that works. It's been good. <laughs> it's been good, ladies and gentlemen. It's been good. And how do they contact you? And, uh, e- either through our website, which is minnesotapersonalinjury.com, minnesotapersonalinjury.com, or at 800-770-7008. Michael Bryant, Bradshaw, and Bryant. Due to the billions of marketing dollars spent by Walzer Automotive on Tom Bernard Podcast, you hopefully know that Walzer sells cars. What you might not know is that they also have two full-service collision repair centers in the Twin Cities. They're fully certified by all insurance carriers and can help you navigate all the paperwork if you ever have an accident. But wait, there's more. They've also been in the paintless dent repair business for nearly 30 years and can take those pesky dings out for just a fraction of what traditional bodywork costs. Broken windshield? Walzer Collision is a fleet of full-service mobile glass repair trucks as well, Walzer are pros at body and glass repair, but don't take my word for it. They have an A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau and a nearly perfect 4.8 Google rating. Check them out at walzercollision.com. He probably was six. No. Dad was still whipping his ass. Oh, right. Uh, 1970. So how old was how old was Michael Jackson? Oh. 1970. Uh, twelve? No, he no he. I would have been younger than that, right? Probably eight. He was twelve. Was he really? Okay. Yeah. Oh, he was. Okay. Well, he sounds really young for twelve. Indeed. Well, you know, you know, Joe had his, uh, never mind, I don't want to say that. <laughs> Joe, Joe had Joe him tight, tight for a team. He was like 22. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. Oh, it's unbelievable. That, that, that whole family thing. Oh, man. That was a, that was a tough road to hoe right there. Oh, my God. Do you know? Okay. So, B.B. King was one of my favorite. Well, Love B.B. King. So, B.B. King and my grandfather were real tight. Um, oh, really? Yeah, dude. I got a picture of when I'm like That's three years old. And it's my grandfather, B.B. King, and I'm sitting right in the middle of him. And I got Lucille. I'm holding Lucille. You're holding Lucille? Yeah, I'm like three. I'm like, oh, my God. That's amazing. Uh, but uh, so, you know, B.B. Dad this year at some point. Uh, yep. You know, they got Tito Jackson taking over the B.B. King band. 
I know. I don't Tito? understand that either. I have no idea. I have B.B. No, King to Tito. Exactly. I have no the idea what gone. The, the trend, trend is gone. gone away. Get out of here, Tito. <laughs> Tito, get down. Tito, get, leave that boy alone, Tito. Leave him alone. <laughs> Yeah, I don't yeah, know I don't how that's happening. Yeah, that doesn't, that's that's a little odd. Yeah, it is odd. Because, you know, I'm, as I said, I'm from Memphis, man, and I'm a huge music person. I yeah. live I live less than a minute away from the, what used to be the original Stax Records. Stax Vote Records, Yes, man. right there. Oh, yeah. Now, I, mean, I, I, I protested when they tore the building down. Oh, you did? I'm not kidding. It was like 89, and they tore the building down because they wanted some little church to go, we're going to build a community center, and it stayed yeah. vacant for like 15 years, and then they put a, put a museum. Uh, but yeah, so I'm huge on music. Huge I was going to name some Stax Vote artists, but people would know, like Rufus Thomas. Rufus Thomas, were, the Funky Chicken. They, the, yeah. the funky Chicken. But the average person would not know who Rufus nope, Thomas is. No, no, they would not. But yeah, Stax Vote, Sun Records, of course, obviously was in Memphis, Tennessee. <laughs> right down the road from my right house. Down the road from your house, really? Yeah, right, seriously. It's like you, you, you go down my street, turn the corner, it's right there. Really? It's right there. Is your house number like one Mo Alexander Boulevard? <laughs> <laughs> Not yet. Not yet. Not yet. Not yet. Soon. Like hey, what's your address? One Elvis Presley Boulevard. <laughs> <laughs> like, what? That's my address, man. Uh, you ever been in? You been in Graceland? I'm permanently banned. Permanently banned. Yep. What'd you do now? Um, uh, I kind of scared a lot of old people. Wow. How'd you scare them? Um, okay, so this was before I ever. <laughs> no, I'm being dead serious. Stuff. This is. I'm being dead serious. This was before I ever did stand up comedy. Oh, I took okay. a, Yeah, I took a friend who wanted to go, and I'm like, Ugh, whatever, let's go. And um, if you've ever been to Graceland, you've been to Graceland, right? Mm-hmm. You know how ridiculous that place is. It it's, is ridiculous. It's ridiculous. And they gave. They used to give out tours with tour guides. I think they still do if you pay enough money. But uh, so I'm in this little tour group, and I'm the youngest person in the group by like 30, 40 years. And uh, me and my friends are, and I'm just like, ugh. And every time they say something, even though I wasn't a comic, I have always had this dark, twisted energy about myself. Yeah. So I made little comments to the whole time, cracking up me and my friends, and when and scaring older white women with blue hair and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, when you get to the jungle room, the jungle room, you can never go in the jungle room because the jungle room looks like a pimp's car from 1972 exploded onto the walls. It's got the zebra. It's got the, it's the leopard print all leopard the way. Print. It's yeah, leopard, leopard print, print head to the floor to ceiling. Yep. It's wrapped in leopard print. <laughs> and it's the most disgusting thing I've ever it seen. Is. It is. And at that point, I just thought I couldn't hold it in anymore. And I broke out, and this is true, I broke out into uh, George of the Jungle as Elvis would have done it, including karate kicks. So I'm like, George, 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 And <laughs> I'm doing the whole thing. And this woman falls to her floor, falls to her oh, knees and starts crying like, oh he's blaspheming Elvis, he's blaspheming oh. Elvis. And I'm like, oh my God, for real, this is happening? He's blaspheming Elvis. Elvis. She you said that. You can't she, blaspheme. Uh, don't tell an old white woman from yeah. the South that she can't blaspheme her. She lost her mind. Six security guards carried me out really? of that building. Okay. That is insane. Hold on. Hold on. You at the time? I was 21. He's 21. 21. I am 47 now. And I was the <laughs> Hold on. So 20 years later, I mean, so 10 or 15 years later, mid-2000s, I had some other friends want to go. I'm like, all right, let's see if I can go back in this building. And they're like, they'll never, from, they'll never remember you. No. So we go to Graceland again, and you got to walk up the driveway. And this little man on a on a on a, a golf court, a little security guard on a golf court comes up, sir, sir, um, you can't be on the property. <laughs> he still knew you. I am permanently banned from Graceland. Aww. It is one of the happiest things I can say about myself. Yeah, no, no, that's absolutely true. And I'm trying and see. I want to. I, I don't know. Is anybody give me a hook up or going to Paisley Park? I'm about to turn into an old blue-haired woman because <laughs> that's my that's <laughs> I gotta go to Prince's house and I even bring my butt cut out pants. I need to go to Prince's house. You're, you got butt cut I out got pants butt too? cut out pants because I really do because I went as Prince like many years later after he like you know it was like I went to Halloween yeah. one year as yeah. Prince like uh, Prince fifty years later after he's fallen off getting fat and all this other stuff <laughs> and I had I had the butt cut out of my pants and I had a long trench coat on and I had boots on I had little I, I did the Prince thing well I did. And who I spin around, my butt would open up. And like, ah! And they're like, ah! It was awesome. So I left those. <laughs> I'm not lying. So much. But pictures of it on Facebook. I got that. That's ridiculous. Thank you. Now, what's the biggest comedy club in Memphis? 
the, the club in Memphis called Chuckles Comedy Club right oh, now. Chuckles, There's yeah. a Chuckles Comedy Club. But the independent scene right there is what I usually do. The independent scene is huge because what Chuckle wants to pay me for a week, I can make it a night because of the independent really? scene, yeah. And now, how, how do they set up the independent? Is, is it an independent circuit or is it the same guy own them? No, 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 no. It's the the comics who came up after I did, probably in the mid the early two the mid two thousand. They actually did a bunch of stuff because there was no club in Memphis at the time, so they started setting up their own shows. They've had an open mic really? that runs in Memphis on Thursday nights that's been going for twelve years. And it's packed almost every week. Really? Almost every week. It's like 300 people in there. Man. I'm watching anywhere from 10 to 15 comics. And I go in when I want to and do whatever. And, like, where do they do it? At a it, movie theater or something? No, 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 no. It's a bar in Memphis called the P&H Cafe. Okay. Do you know who? You know Craig Brewer, right? Yeah, you know? sure. Yeah. His first movie was a movie called The Poor and the Hungry. Mm-hmm. That was his very first movie before he got anything else. It's about this place. The really? P&H. Yes. And the old woman who used to own it, who was a character named Wanda... And uh, she, seriously, dude, it's just, she was hilarious. She had to be like 70 when I knew her. And she had these big, huge Mae West wigs on and these hats, and she was hilarious. And after she, I mean, that's what this whole, she's in that movie, The Poor and the Hungry. Oh, she is? Yeah, so the, Craig Brewer made that first movie about her and that whole little establishment and had a story with it. And uh, then, of course, he went on to make Hustle and Flow, another right. Memphis movie. Right. Yeah, so. Hustle and Flow, God. Mm-hmm. That's been a while. Yes, it has. That's amazing. No, I mean that's. Do you think you 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 did what you did, you know, like at, at, at Graceland? But mm-hmm. did you learn how to do that because of your neighborhood? No, I learned how to do that because I was bored. You were just bored. That I was, was bored. I was. I'm the only child. I'm the only child. Right. right. And uh, for a while, <laughs> this is gonna sound ridiculous to you. For a while, they thought I was mentally handicapped when I was a child. Okay, they Who did. did. Like teachers like and teachers. Stuff. All right. Teachers, and I had ep- I had a childhood from epilepsy. And a, a lot, had a lot of problems. So they thought I was mentally retired because I didn't associate with other people mm-hmm. and other stuff. And then they were like, oh, no, he's a genius. Oh, we're sorry. And uh, <laughs> we thought he was retarded. He, he, oh, I'm sorry. And seriously, and they were like, we need to move. Because my grandmother taught me how to read when I was like two. I was an encyclopedia. So while I went to kindergarten, yeah. I'm just like, um, yeah, whatever. <laughs> yeah, I've already yeah. done all this stuff. Yeah, and it was the same way. Yeah. So, so I was way above the uh, reading it, level of everyone else in my class, and dude, I was like, I'm so. This I, is dumb. I was in first grade reading at a 12th grade reading level. They're like, why is he here? We need to move. Yeah. And my grandmother wouldn't let them move me up. Oh, they would, oh she wouldn't? She wouldn't because he's, That's too bad. he's, like, he's going to be weird enough as it is. Just let him, you know, he'll be bored. We'll find other stuff for him to do. That's how I got the computers. Yeah, I don't and, know if I'd want to be the like the little kid that's uh, in a classroom full of, you know, pubescent teenagers. No, I wouldn't want that. I wouldn't yeah, want no, that. No. They'd, no, they'd pick was, you out immediately. Exactly. I was already weird enough and laughed yeah. at the dark stuff that made, you know, I'm, 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 I, used, I came up watching Saturday Night Live. So I was, I was five yeah. when the show, six when the show originated. Mm-hmm. So I was, that's who I was at that time, watching that. Because they were like, he's going to be up all night anyway. Because I didn't have a bedtime. I just did what I did. <laughs> the house was just like, he's fine. He's taking part of Toaster again. He knows what he's doing. It's like, oh, there's Andy. Same, same story. <laughs> yeah, you get it. You understand it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, and I, I did was, grow up, uh, like, um, well, how big was the town you grew up in? I grew up in Memphis. Well, just, like, actually in, in like, Memphis. In Memphis in the, proper? Memphis pro- I'm in the heart of Memphis. Oh, okay. I am in the heart of Memphis. Yes, I am. Yeah, I grew up in the opposite of the heart of any city. Uh, out like in a farm kind of yeah um so yeah there wasn't a whole lot to do unless you could drive which obviously as a kid you can't yeah yeah so you had to figure out stuff to do inside and you know the options were basically video games computers that kind of thing well my grandmother was cool my grandmother basically raised my mom my mom and i whatever but my grandmother was the one okay my grandmother i still to this day think she was a ninja and I, I no, dude. I'm not. I sound so stupid. But okay, so I, I I'm a fat dude. But at the same time, well, before my injuries and stuff, I I was I taught martial arts for like 12 years. Oh, you did? Yeah, I took it for tw- I took it from nine to 21, and from from about 14 to 21, I taught people. I was assistant. So anyway, um, so when my best friend, who I call my brother, went to the Marines, he he went to the Marines and learned all this land drills. And I was taking a keto at that time. Okay. So when he came back home, 
we destroyed my grandmother's house by throwing each other all across oh, the house. God. We were like, ha! Oh, that's a great move. Let me show you this. Ha! And this woman who was like five foot two came in and looked at us for like ten minutes. She was like, "Let me see that one move you just did." And I I showed it to her in slow motion. It's like, okay, so this is this thing called inside. It's an outside wrist twist, and you move like this. And she's like, "Let me see if I got this." And this woman grabbed me and did it full speed, full force the first time. I was literally off the ground like three feet and she tossed me into the couch and just walked away. I'm like, okay, no, no, that don't happen like that. Something's up with this. What the? And she would do stuff like that all the time. Like, she took my butterfly knife. She's like, let me see that butterfly. That's a nice little knife. And I said, show me how to use that. And I showed her how to use the thing. And then she took it from me and did what's called an ice pick drop. And I'm just like, where the hell did you learn? What are you? Get away from me. <laughs> she was so how weird. did she know? I don't know. She never talked about her old life. Yeah, well, there you yeah. go. That's what I'm talking about, dude. There you go. She never Butterfly talked about that. semi-new, aren't they? Huh? Didn't, they, didn't butterfly knives originate, like, relatively recently? Well, I don't, I don't know where they originated, but they were in the 80s. That's where I had mine, in the 80s. And that woman knew how to do that thing, like, on the first... I'm like, you need... <laughs> she was so weird, man. She would walk around the house at night with a gun in her hand and could, mm. when she'd hear a noise. But, like, you and me... Just what, in case? Just, no, no, she'd hear a noise, and she's like, somebody better not be trying to break in my house. And she would not just carry a gun... She would put a washcloth over the gun in her hand, and she said she did it because she didn't want to surprise the person she was about to shoot before she shot him. Well, good. Just like, what are you doing? It's just an old lady with a washcloth. It's <laughs> just an old lady with a washcloth pointed right at you. I'm like, this woman is ridiculous. But yeah, how, how big was she? She was five foot th- two, maybe. Five foot two. Yeah. Yeah, so when she flipped me and my six foot three, I'm like, what? The, what no, uh-uh. I mean, because she went full speed. She just like, let me just, you know, just pow. No, that wasn't. You knew how to do that before you met me. I don't know what you just you did. No man. doubt about it. See, I, I used to love you know, growing, growing up as a little little boy. Mm-hmm. Basically, it was old Jewish men and Big Mama. Mm-hmm. And Big Mama didn't put up. You know, see. I know most I know. people don't know what Big Mama. I know is. Big Mama. See, my, we, yeah. I, she wasn't. She didn't like the name Big Mama. She no, no, no about, I would imagine. No, not, no, no, no. She didn't like that. She wasn't. She, no, her, no, I can't. I, yeah, no. I understand what you're saying. Though. I loved it. I absolutely loved it. They put up with zero crap from anybody. Yeah. I just absolutely love that about them. When she, uh, my mom and her had some issues with each other, and my mom one day was like, "That's her daughter." Yeah, her daughter. Okay. She was like, "When you die, I'm gonna bury you in pink." And my grandmother <laughs> threw a phone, uh, threw a phone, not an iPhone. You know the big ass house phone. The house phone yeah. She threw a house phone at my mom and said, "If you bury me in pink, I'm coming back after you. I'm coming back." When my grandmother died, my mom's car died in the parking lot of the church. And it was there for two days, and they couldn't figure out what was wrong with it. When I went to the bury, when I went to the funeral, the, the visitation of body, my grandmother was in a pink casket, yeah. a pink oh, lipstick, man. a pink dress. <laughs> and when I saw that, I lost my mind and went off. <laughs> and then I started laughing to death because they're like, her car won't start. She got vengeance. She knew. She it's got phenomenal. vengeance. We'll be back in just a couple of seconds. Got one more segment with Mo Alexander. He is at. Royal Comedy Theater tonight, tomorrow night, and Saturday at 8 o'clock. Be right back, Tom Bernardo. My pillow is the holiday gift that keeps on giving. Long after the bath and body soaps have washed down the drain and the new treadmill has been turned into a clothes rack, your My Pillow gift will be guaranteeing your friends and family a great night's sleep. Buy one My Pillow and get one free online with my code KQRS or call my special offer number at 800-694-2056. Buy one, get one at MyPillow.com, keyword KQRS, or call 800-694-2056. When you care about your job, you care about the job you do. At Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning, they hire the best people, treat them right, and they treat you right when you call to schedule an appointment. Bryant Furnaces and Air Conditioners and the Sabre Blue Maintenance Plan are as good as it gets. This is Tom Bernard for Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning. Visit SabreHeating.com for special savings on air conditioners. Plus, get more information on their Sabre Blue Maintenance Plan. Sabre and Bryant, whatever it takes.
Stax Volt Records was an independent record label, Andy, down in Memphis. Oh, the funky chicken guy. Okay. Yes, there you go. <laughs> the thing he's known for, the funky yeah, chicken. The funky chicken. The funky chicken. So that's a good legacy. If you don't know, you need to. If you haven't, you've never seen him. You need to research him. He's hilarious. Well, I can imagine. He used to wear these big high-top silver boots up to his knees, mm. silver shorts, wear a cape on stage to <laughs> the fucking chicken play. Did the 60s thing pretty hard? Oh, yes, definitely. He's in the movie Stax, uh, Watch Stax, or Stax Vault. He's oh, in yeah, that he movie, is. yeah, yeah. Hmm. Yeah, you need to check him out. Stax is the place, man. I was trying to think, you, you know Johnny Guitar Watson? Yep. What, what label was he on? Because I can't remember. I, I'm not going to be able to tell you that. I'm not going to be able to tell you that. Andy, well, you can see Johnny Guitar Johnny Watson, Guitar what label Watson, he was on. I'm not sure what label he was on. He was on a lot of labels. Oh, was he? Oh, was he? Yeah. Federal, oh. RPM, Keen, Class, Kent, RV, King Goth, King, King, yeah. King, yeah. yeah. Highland, Joe Watt, OK, Fantasy, <laughs> DGM, or DJM, A&M, Valley View, and Wilma. <laughs> yeah, a lot, of, a lot of those little labels inside the bigger label. They yeah. Right. Them around. Where yeah. did he have, like, real mother for you and... Uh, uh, ain't that a bitch? That was a, that was a great song. <laughs> that is DJM. Ain't that a bitch? Somebody doing something slick downtown. You know oh, it's fantastic. You know your music. Son. Well, I was a, I was a, from the time I was eleven to nineteen, I was an R and B singer. Oh, were you really? Yeah, I was. was that old oh, dude. It was fantastic. We could talk for hours. We Mom. could, we could. We could talk about everything. Hey, uh, Mike, you got to bring me back so I can just come back to the show. <laughs> we can call in once in a while. Hey, I'll call in anytime. I'll call in. Do you ever do you ever play West Palm Beach, the uh, improv? Uh, no, I have not. Pl- I haven't been down there in like uh, ten years. Oh, you haven't? No, no. You, I, haven't, you, I haven't been down there since it was Uncle Funny's. Oh yeah, yeah. that's been a while. Yeah, that has been a while. You ever do any acting or anything? Occasionally, occasionally you'll find me. In, you'll find some of my movies in the two dollar bin at Walmart, three o'clock in the morning. <laughs> did you mention? Did you mention you're on the next week, Comedy I Central? I haven't mentioned that yet. But uh, yeah, <laughs> what are you doing uh, next week? Heart of the city. Kevin Hart has a show. Sure, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he did Memphis back in July, and that airs next Friday the fifteenth. You know, he's actually. I've only met him a couple of times. He's a really nice man. He is. A, he's a good dude, man. He really not, is. I'm not, I'm not, you know, a lot of people hate on him because he's a good dude. Why do he, they, why? Because he's a hard worker. He, okay, first he's okay. successful? Is he's very successful <laughs> and he's a very hard worker. That's the thing people don't understand. He's a hard worker. He is. I yep. mean, he, he taped the show with us that night and be, he flew out that same night because he had to go do something else for Jumanji. Uh, and I'm just right, like, Jesus right. Christ, what are you talking about? And then he had to be somewhere else the next day. Even, it's insane what he does. It's insane. I do. I have to do this now because I complain to every every black entertainer that comes in this room. Okay, what does Steve Harvey do now? I re- <laughs> <laughs> Another TV show. About 17 TV I know, shows. I know, I know, I know. Now, Go ahead. My, my, one of my inspirations, the reason that I started you know, telling jokes and acting like a fool and all that stuff is it's the only time my father would ever talk to me. Okay. So at seven years old, I would stand up and do literally do stand up for him and make him laugh, and it's the only time he ever talked to me. That's, so that's where that came from. Okay. You know, and as you move on through life, it just so that's why I always like to meet people. One of my big inspirations in life was Richard Pryor. Okay. And what makes me angry, and I complain to every black person I meet, I cannot say the name of his first two albums. <laughs> <laughs> It's against the rules. I cannot say the name of my two favorite comedy albums of all time. Oh, yes. I, I just call them. I, I just call them that and bicentennial. <laughs> that's, all, that's all I call. Well, them. I think the first one original, uh, uh, like when it, they changed the title to Crazy. I think is oh, what it's called now. I think that's what it's called now. No. Well, I mean, like when they have to advertise it on TV or whatever, they would I, call. They would just call it Crazy. I really? Think. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, because I mean, you can't say that on TV. That's why not? Sure. I mean, because why not? Maybe on BET. No, they don't even trust me. I trust, they get mad at me when I said it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, those are two of the best albums ever made. Two ever the best. made. I think they're the best two comedy albums ever made. Oh my God, Richard, Unbelievable. Richard Pryor. You got to say Richard Pryor is an influence to any comic out there. If they say they're not. They, they're lying. He, no, they don't know comedy. You shouldn't go well, watch them. Yeah. Well, that's true. That's the thing. Because Richard that's Pryor true. taught everybody. And, I mean, you know, I love Dick Dick Gregory. I love Dick Gregory was Dick, wonderful. Oh, 
He yep. just died too, and I'm really he just sad. Died, yeah. uh, I love Dick Gregory. I loved uh, I love Paul Mooney, who was one of the contemporary who used to write for Richard Pryor. Yep. I love Richard Pryor. I mean, uh, I, I, as I said, I grew up watching Saturday Night Live. Yeah, yep. that episode. I saw the live version of the Chevy Chase Richard oh, Pryor, the Richard Pryor thing. The, the, the interview. Peckerwood. Peckerwood. <laughs> Cracker. Cracker. <laughs> Sambo. Dead. <laughs> It was the greatest of all time. Dude, I watched that with my grandmother, and we are laughing our butts off. It was the greatest. I'm six. I don't even know why this is that funny, because I hadn't heard half these words. And I'm just like, this is, okay. You know what I just saw again for the first time in about 30 years was Car Wash. Oh, yeah. There's a couple movies movies I watch every year, religiously, and Car Wash is number one on that list. When he's up, the reverend's up there. The reverend's up. He's up there getting his shoes shined, and somebody goes, "You're a fraud. You ain't nothing but a fraud, and you're a nobody." He goes, "You lucky I'm a Christian man. I'll be down there kicking in your ass." <laughs> See, a nigga would have handled that movie different. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. What in the fuck is that movie smell? <laughs> wow! And all that racket upstairs. Is the girl crazy? <laughs> smell like shit in here. Some devilish shit at that. He was unbelievable. Man, you walk in the room, bitch, what's wrong with you? <laughs> Get up out of bed, wash your ass, girl. <laughs> Stinking up the whole motherfucking house. Oh my God. And get the cross out your pussy. <laughs> oh Man, you got some editing uh, to do now. Yeah, you got to do a lot of editing. I've been nice all day long. Let's go over. You we'll go over by 30 seconds. You're going to be beep, 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 yeah. beep, 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 beep. Thank you. Good night. In what? cases like that, we usually just cut the entire thing out. Yeah. Dude. Like, yeah. Yeah, it doesn't sound like so. anything. Every now and then, I do. Every now and then, me and some friends do stuff for kids. And uh, one time, uh, about three or four years ago, my friend Jane Hayes and I uh, talked this uh, theater type class uh, on a weekend thing. Okay. And. Uh, she did not want to listen to me, but because she, she wanted to show kids Richard Pryor, I'm like, no, you oh, really can't do yeah, that. No, no. no. You can't do that. That wouldn't <laughs> even make sense to them to begin with. Dude, so no, I'm kid. at this high school retreat thing for a weekend, uh, and the first thing she's like, all right, now let me show you the Richard Pryor. I'm like, you really don't want to do that. It can't be that bad the first five oh. minutes. <laughs> yeah. Oh, 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 we might need to cancel some of this. And she popped it. You don't understand. We had three other administrators come and talk to us when oh, yeah. they were like, I told, I tried to tell her she didn't believe. Me. <laughs> I, don't blame the black dude. I didn't bring the original prior tape. This is the first one. I was innocent. I, I brought yeah. the stand up, which is a whole different thing. Uh, I'm innocent. I am. It was, it was hard. It was great. A bunch of those kids went off to college to study history. After exactly. That. Exactly. They were like, like ooh. dude, they're just like, ooh, ooh history is pretty good. Yeah, it was a bunch of little white kids who never heard of Richard Pryor, and they just. <laughs> They whoo. that bit he just played. Mm-hmm. I brought that home and played it on the the home stereo. Remember when TV and the stereo and the radio were all the in same one unit, big unit, the big yep. old unit. Yep. So I'm playing Richard Pryor's that album, mm-hmm. or is it called Crazy? Yeah. Crazy. <laughs> I was playing Crazy, and my mother. I didn't know my mother was home because she was usually working, you know, twelve, fourteen, sixteen hours a day mm-hmm. as a diner waitress. So I didn't think anybody was home. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, I hear from her bedroom, What the hell are you playing? <laughs> <laughs> Briar going off the deep end. Oh, God, it was wonderful. You know who's really nice is Rain. His daughter, Rain Pryor, is. A, I have never met oh, Rain. She's so I wanna, nice. I want to hang out with her so much because she's I used great. to have a crush on her so bad. Oh, yeah, I played one of the best clips with Richard Pryor's with the heckler. Some guy. Oh, yeah, you know, oh, about 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 uh, Peoria. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> he goes after him about Peoria, Illinois. Oh, because <laughs> oh, I played a bunch of prior because uh, this past Friday was his birthday. Right. Or would have been right, his birthday. Right. So that's one of my favorites. Just... I, you know, honestly, God, that whole the way he grew up was his 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 grandmother was a madam, his mm-hmm. mother was a hooker. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. I mean, what a way to grow Here's up. Here's my question. Why are they trying to make a Richard Pryor biopic when he already did it and it's called yeah, Jojo Dancer, Your Life is Calling? Right. I don't need to see it, yeah. Mike Epps as Richard Pryor. I'm good. I saw Richard Pryor <laughs> as Richard. Seriously. Did he I get out of prison Rich- in order to do it? What? He goes to prison about every other year. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what the deal is with Mike. Mike is going to prison. Mike, Mike lost his, his Mike's life. in prison? No, he's not in prison now. No, no. Good, good, Lo- good. Uh, Mike Epps has lost his mind. He has lost because his Because he started a fight with Kevin Hart, and I'm just like, why would you why? do that? 
Why would you oh, do that? Oh, that's right. He, he said he wasn't funny. Yeah, yeah. I, I remember like, that. Yep, yeah, I, I mean, do like, remember that. I mean, it, it's, been, it's, it's I don't know. How, it's been ongoing. It's I don't know why. I don't, good why marketing. Would, no. Yeah, it's no. not good marketing. It, it's no, not it is good, good mar- marketing. No, no, no. Not no. for Mike Epps, it's not. No, no, because Kevin will crush him. Oh, yeah. Uh, Kevin has already put out two but, tapes. But would people know who Mike Epps is? They used to relevant, be. but he, relevant, like more relevant be, black without know, being in the fight. I don't know if white people know who Mike Epps is, but black some, people, some, some do. But white, more, more white people know who Kevin Hart is than they would yeah, Mike Epps. Absolutely. So, oh God, when, yes. When you go and start trying to start a fight with Kevin Hart, first of all, you have lost the black community because the black community loves Kevin Hart. Yep, yep. And you're not going to get any white fans because they only remember your ass from Friday Part Two. <laughs> <laughs> that's it that's all you remember you for and and he's just talking trash to Kevin Hart and I'm just like he can buy your house yeah. and kick you out of it just leave him alone yeah it's true you know that he developed his comedy routine while he was in prison Mike Epps what years was he in prison Andy uh, his past is kind of hard to find information yeah on. that's a fact <laughs> I know I know he was in prison for two years at some point oh it, yeah he, and he popped in and out there kind of just kind of like you know yeah it's uh popping in and out of the he was dealing he dropped out of high school started dealing drugs and then went to prison right um, and that's where he developed his comedy routine. Yes. Is in prison. They need to send more comics to prison so they write new material. <laughs> yeah, well, there's a lot of new material to write in prison. <laughs> Keep them laughing. That's, that was his whole laughing. deal. Keep them laughing. Keep laughing, man, and they don't want to go after you. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. That's, that's why all comics are, all good comics are like that because uh, not only be jail, like, you know, I was, a, I was a, a weird, nerdy, fat kid, and I learned it at an early age. Uh, if I made the teachers laugh, I was cool. Yep. I don't care about these yep. kids. Yep. These kids are going to get me in trouble. If I made the teachers laugh, I'm all golden. So the teachers would crack up on me, and kids would be like, you a kiss ass. I'm like, I got a hey, You better get some good away from me. <laughs> you got suspended off the basketball team for the third time with your 17 F. Get away from me. I'm playing tonight. How about you? <laughs> you worked that, work that whole deal out. <laughs> I worked that whole deal out real uh, quick. Nothing wrong with that. Real quick. So yeah, I don't know. know why that does. I, 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 that's been a couple of years now. It's been a few years now since Mike Epps did that, isn't it? No, this is recent. The Kevin Hart oh, he did it again? This, this is recent. This is this Somebody else like oh, three uh, years ago. He went out. I think he went out to. Uh, no, who, 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 he went out to Cat Williams at first. That's exactly he went out to right. Cat, Cat Williams. Williams. And now he's going after Kevin Hart. I'm just like, <laughs> really, dude? Really? What is your problem? I mean, he can go after me. He can. He can. He can body me. But you, at the same time. You know, you don't go after Kevin Hart. You don't go after Cat Williams. Cat Williams got his own little problem. Why didn't you go after yeah. Mike Evans? Huh? You should go after Mike Epps. Because Mike Epps will shoot me. Uh, well, just do it while you're, Mike, while you're on my Mike Twitter account. Ed, Mike, oh, yeah. Royal Cavity says, he doesn't know where Minnesota is. Bite my okay. <laughs> find Minnesota. I'm, oh, you don't understand what you did. You can get shot by Mike Epps. It's going to be hilarious. Uh, um, no, but Mike uh, Epps is Mike Epps is hood. Mike Epps is hood as you can get. Yeah. Don't let him fool yeah. his hood as he can get. As he's shooting me, I'm going to be like, and Friday part two sucks. <laughs> You're still not Chris Tucker. Yeah. Well, oh, fuck Chris. Chris oh, fuck. <laughs> I said it. You gotta buzz well, you that. Got to buzz that. As long as it. someone notices, it's not a problem. You got knocked the f out. Yeah. That was well, no, just, he totally <laughs> after after Dude, Friday he me, found God and stopped being funny. Let me ask you a question. Let me ask you a quick question. Uh-huh. Speaking of the movie Friday, which is a great movie by Love the way. That movie. Sunny Tiny Lister, Debo, in the movie. Mm-hmm. I saw him recently. I was watch. I was up at three o'clock in the morning, and I was watching uh, the Fifth Element, where he plays the president. Have you seen that movie? You know, Fifth no. The Fifth Element. No. Yeah, that's good. Uh, Is it good? It's yeah, a great movie. That's it's a, a great movie. Right? Give it a whirl. It's a oh, Bruce it's, Willis yeah. and Chris Forgot Tucker. Forgot about that. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's yeah. a great movie. But uh, Debo is in that movie playing the president of the whole Earth. And I just was watching this. And was like, why does he sound more presidential than anything Trump has ever said? Well, uh, there is that. I mean, I know you got to. If you watch the movie, you'll call me and be like, Mo, why are you right? Why are you right? Because he doesn't. He's not doing the Debo character. He's playing a presidential dude. He's like, we have to calm down now, folks. And I'm just like, what? What is going on Where'd here? Where'd that come from? Where's this? I didn't know you sounded like that, Debo. I didn't know you could not yell. And you just need to watch it. You'll see what I'm saying. You call me. You're like, Mo, you're right. He, yeah, okay. Mo, it was phenomenal having you in studio. Thank you great for having time. me. This is the oh, most fun I've had in a while. It's great. Thanks to Mike Edlovich, of course, for setting it up. Royal Comedy Theater tonight, tomorrow night. And 
I said something nice about you. Okay. you don't have to put your headphones okay. on again. Uh, you, I heard it. I heard tonight, it. tomorrow night, and Saturday night. Can you guys follow me on Twitter at Mo Alexander, please? Yeah. At Mo Alexander. Yeah. We'll get it done. Or visit my website, slapthestupid.com. Slapthestupid.com. Works for me. All right. <laughs> we'll be back, Tom Bernard Show. <laughs> Tom Bernard here for Whiting Clinic LASIK and Eye Care. LASIK changed my life. Dr. David Whiting changed my life. He can get rid of those contacts. Get rid of those glasses and truly change your life. He's performed over 100,000 LASIK procedures, so there's no one else around who can compare. Let me tell you, if you're thinking about having your eyes corrected, check out Dr. Whiting and the folks over at Whiting Clinic. They've got the most advanced lasers, they've got the most experience, and they've got the best price guaranteed. All the reasons you'd choose Whiting Clinic for your LASIK vision correction. Make this year the year that you get LASIK from Dr. David Whiting. Schedule your free LASIK exam at whitingclinic.com, and please tell them I sent you. That's whitingclinic.com to take the first step in having clear lens-free vision at Whiting Clinic LASIK and Eye Care. This is Tom, and I want to tell you a story about camping. A guy named Tim, his back pain, and his angry wife. You see, Tim went camping with his family, but he aggravated his recurring back problem a couple of days before when he was golfing with his buddies. His wife had to set up the campsite and do all the heavy lifting, and Tim couldn't do a whole lot with the two kids. Tim was not a happy camper. And neither was his wife. The following Monday, Tim's wife got him an appointment at Hopkins Health and Wellness Center, a DMR method clinic. Their team of physical therapists and chiropractors figured out what was really wrong with his back, quickly got him out of pain, and taught him how to keep it from coming back. And what did Tim say was the biggest benefit of finally handling his back problem? Happy wife, happy life. DMR clinics are a group of physical therapists, chiropractors, and allied medical spine specialists that can help you feel better fast. They have a 96% success rate. It's covered by insurance, and you don't need a referral. They have convenient locations in Hopkins, Woodbury, Rogers, and Blaine. For a free consultation, go to dmrmethod.com. That's dmrmethod.com. Happy holidays, happy holidays, while the merry bells keep ringing, happy holidays to you. Right there, a little holiday spirit. Anson Williams, our special guest. How are you doing, sir? I'm doing great. Hi. Things are marvelous. I'm assuming things are marvelous anyway. Yeah, <laughs> that's, a good way to, that's a good way to think. New laws protect public from drowsy drivers designed to save thousands. Anson Williams of Happy Days carries on yes. Uncle Dr. Henry Heimlich's mission. Wait a minute, Uncle. He, was he, he's not really your uncle, is he? He's my second cousin, but I've called him Uncle ever since I was born. He just, uh, uncle Hank. He, he just passed away, what, about a month ago? No, he passed away about a year ago, last December 17th. Is that a year already? Oh, I cannot yeah. believe that's a year already. Because he just saved yeah. someone just before he died with the Heimlich maneuver, didn't he? That yeah, it was the first time he had done it. Right on right. someone. On a, on, yeah, yeah. What a great That's story correct. that was. Yeah, Doctor Henry Heimlich gave somebody the Heimlich maneuver and saved their life. I'll never. That was a great at, story. Yeah, at ninety-six years old. Ninety-six years old. So yeah. now, tell uh-huh. me about tell me about your effort here. What, what what you're up to with the new laws to protect public from drow- drowsy drivers? Well, this is, again, Dr. Heimlich now is going to save more lives than the Heimlich Maneuver. He already is. Uh, it all started years ago. I was directing uh, a show. Uh, we're out in the local uh, desert uh, outside of L.A. Hard day, and I, I literally fell, up to, fell asleep at the wheel driving home and almost killed myself. Oh, that's not and good. And I talked to Dr. Oh, yeah, and I, talk, it's, it's, I talked to Dr. Heimlich about it, and he said, Anson, cut up lemons, keep them in the car. He said, if you start feeling drowsy, bite into it hard, he said. The, the citric acid with the sour lemon will hit the lingual nerve on top of your tongue, and the automatic reflex reaction of the body is adrenaline. Whoop, you're up, you're alert, nothing in your system. It worked for years, and then during that time, I went into um, creating products that were problem solvers. And I started researching drowsy driving, and you, you, you know, there are over 168 million drowsy drivers a year. 250,000 fall asleep a month. Over one out of five accidents are caused by it. One out of five... Uh, uh, again, 250,000 drowsy drivers. 
more fatalities and injuries than drunk driving and uh, medicated driving combined. It's up there with guns, alcohol, narcotics-related accidents. I mean, it's catastrophic in this country. I called Dr. Heimlich, and I, I said, hey, what if, what if we took the right amount of citric acid and the right amount of sour lemon, water, a little preservative, put it in a spray drop, and just spray the top of your tongue hit the, and hit the oh. lingual nerve? He said, oh, my God, Anson, do it. He said, Anson, do it. He said, you will save more lives than the Heimlich maneuver. So with him, with me being able to talk to him, we developed and created alert drops which has already saved so many darn lives. We've been honored by the U.S. Congress, California State Senate, City of L.A. If people go on alertdrops.com, they'll, they'll see why it works, how it works, the science, all natural, no caffeine, no stimulants. Dr. Heimlich's brilliance. I'll read testimonials. They can go to amazon.com, read all the people it's already helped. Literally, alert drops and Dr. Heimlich's brilliance naturally is going to it's going to stop drowsy driving. I mean, today we can stop people with, from, from getting into unnecessary tragedies. Now, how can, why Very is, important. Why has this never been brought up before? I mean, how long ago did, he, did, did Dr. Heimlich discover this, by the way? Well, he, he, just, he knew the science behind it. See, he's oh, I see. He's an okay. expert on sensory connection. If you go, like, at our website, alertjobs.com, MIT has done studies on it. Through the years, there's all these studies about citric acid, sour lemon, and the lingual nerve. So it's very, very old science, and he knew it. That's why he said Biden dilemmas. My idea was just making it more civilized and, yeah, and yeah. available by putting it into a space. So he just had all this knowledge. I would have never known about that. But he, had, but he, he he's very much into the body helping the body without Western medicine if you don't need it. So he's very, he knew the sensory connection of tongue and brain. So just a brilliant man, and I just, you know, his, his legacy, not only now is he saving so many lives through the Heimlich Maneuver, he's saving him even more through alert jobs and stopping drowsy driving with the body waking the body. You know, Anson, I, you're probably right in that if you told people to cut up a lemon, oh, that takes too much effort, I forgot to do it, blah, blah, blah. But if alert drops are in your, in your glove compartment, you're good to go. Yep, you're that, good to go. That makes now, total we're sense. Also, we're also... Also, uh, we're, uh, uh, people, uh, construction companies are buying it up because any, anybody that needs to have clarity for their jobs, hospitals, doctors, um, nurses, uh, anybody working heavy machinery, any time you need total clarity, kids in classrooms, I mean, it's, it's instant alertness with your body naturally, you know, uh, alerting the brain to wake up. So it's probably a much better idea than college students doing white crosses. <laughs> probably a much better yeah. idea. Much better idea <laughs> than that. And people tell me, oh, caffeine. I go, no, caffeine doesn't work. One, it takes 20 minutes to take effect. Two, it makes you jittery. You need so much of it, and it screws up your whole sleep pattern. And you just beca- it just becomes a merry-go-round of exhaustion. You know, that's why, you know, Dr. Heimlich understood how the body helps the body. It's just, right. This is no different than going to the, the doctor's office. You know, they have the rubber mallet and they sure, test reflexes. Sure. Yep. It's the same thing. It's a, it's a reflex reaction of sensory connection to tongue and brain and the body telling the body to wake up. Very simple. You know, what's really kind of sad and, and frightening more than sad is that when you consider drowsy driving and distracted driving and angry driving and all, it's a, I'm surprised anybody gets home alive. Yeah, I mean, it's, well, there's a lot, there's a lot of other problems, yeah. I mean, it's, you know, the car's a weapon. Yep. You have to take responsibility. You really do, and you, and you can't be, you can't be texting, you can't be, you know, you know, you've got to, you have to have those eyes on the road all the time, because there's so many people who's aren't, that, that aren't, you need to, you need, you need, you need to take preventative measures. You need to be aware of what's going on around you. But the one thing we can stop, the one thing we can stop today is drowsy driving, which is number one in terms of, uh, Fatality. Now, where do people go about? Now, I know that you have alertdrops.com. Mm-hmm. Correct? So people can just go to alertdrops.com to buy the product, or is the product they, available everywhere? Well, it's not everywhere yet, but it's all over uh, Amazon.com. Oh, okay. All sorts of different opportunities. If they go to Amazon.com, you can buy 12 packs, you can buy six packs, two packs, one, whatever you want. And very, and very reasonable and free shipping and all that. So, uh, if they want to just buy immediately, go to Amazon.com. If you want a lot of information, go to AlertDrops.com. You know, it's interesting about that, Anson. I do uh, an afternoon show, but I also do a morning show. 
and I wake up uh-huh. like this morning I woke up at about four o'clock and I have to go on the air at five thirty. And I was just thinking for me to get up some days I get up uh, you know, I sleep a little longer and I only have about a half an hour. So something like alert drops for me in the morning because it's so early, that would actually help me quite a bit and it would be a very healthy way to do it. It would help you tremendously. In fact, you know, a lot of our industry, a lot of the entertainment industry, a lot of shows are using it. Because, you know, like, like we all have these very early hours. It's exhausting. Right, right. Big, it's a big, big, you'll find it to be a huge benefit. And you're, and, and you're not doing anything bad for your system, you know. It, yep. It's just a, a very natural way to stay alert and safe. What I like about that is I just noticed I was, I was reading your, your your bio, as a matter of fact. Anson Williams, our special guest. We're talking about alert drops, Dr. Henry Heimlich. I cannot believe that was a year ago already, Anson. That's amazing that he, that he passed yeah, away. Yeah, yeah. But you work 15-hour yeah. days. I, I, you and I have that in common. I work about 15, 16 hours a day myself. Right, right. So what do you do? And, you, just, uh, you do everything? You just go from thing to thing to thing? Well, not to, well, not not so much. I, I try to have it a little more disciplined than that, but it just depends on the day. If I'm happening to be directing a television episode, that's a different right. a different day. If uh, if another day I'm just dealing with you know commerce, you know that that's that's a different situation. So I just I just try to you know it's it's all I just try to box, take the moments, balance it out, try to keep stress down to a minimal level. That's important. Um, and uh, and. You know, just be proactive in, in, in being as healthy as I can, you know? Well, that's not a bad idea in, in any case. I was just reading, doing more reading about uh, the problem of drowsy driving Americans, uh, the yeah. number of thousands of Americans each year. In fact, it can be just as dangerous and happens more often than drunk driving. I suppose drowsy driving does happen more often than drunk driving. Oh, it does, because more people drive drowsy than, than drunk. It's just, it's just the numbers, yeah. I told you, in 2012, the National Sleep Foundation uh, did a very detailed study, so it's more now. But they found then there were uh, at least 168 million drowsy drivers a year. At least. <laughs> That's a lot of drowsy. And one, out of fi- and one out of five, at least, fell asleep at the wheel. This is 28% so here in your bio. Yeah. That's a lot of people. Yeah, it's it's... It, that's right. It's millions of people, so it's 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 a big big problem. But this, with the crazy world today, this is one problem we can resolve. You know, the average age of fatality too is eighteen to twenty five years old. College kids aren't coming home. You know, uh, we can stop this. We can stop families being torn apart because of unnecessary, you know, tragedies caused by drowsy driving. This is and Dr. Heimlich knew it. And I talked to him a few weeks before he passed. And uh, one of our, one of the last parts of the conversation was me promising Dr. Heimlich that this would get out to everybody, and he, he reiterated this will save more lives than the Heimlich maneuver. Get it out there. You know what amazes me is the one scary thing for me, Anson, is the fact that uh, if I'm going to work a 14, 16-hour day, something like that. Luckily, I don't drive into work. I do the morning show from my house. But if I did, you, back in the old days, so in the morning, I'm going to get killed by an, a drowsy driver, and coming back home at night, I'm going to get killed by a drunk driver. That's great news. <laughs> it's a little scary when you look at it that way, isn't it? Well, that's why you have to do everything you can, everything you can, to be safe. You know, you got you know, drunk, you got to, first of all, you got to be alert so you can be on the lookout for any kind of, uh, dangerous situation no question and, and then you throw distracted driving in there too and it's just i'm surprised anybody lives mm-hmm. when they get behind a wheel it's it's a very dangerous i hope that people have a new respect for how dangerous it actually is to drive a motor vehicle yeah yeah it's a weapon it is a weapon no you're right and, and, and what really hurts is when there's a drowsy driver that doesn't doesn't get hurt but he killed a family an entire family yeah it's you know that's what, and that's why i'm so passionate about this i am so passionate about this because I know it saves lives. I cannot sit back and not crow about this because I know it saves lives. I know someone today, because of your generosity and your hard work and your platform, that we're able to communicate the, 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 the message out there. Someone's life today is going to be saved because they listen to your program. I guarantee it. No, I don't. I think Somebody's you're absolutely life right. going to be saved. I think you're absolutely right about that. You know, I have to ask you something. What, what uh, nationality or what country is the name Anson from? Oh, God, I think, you know, it's funny. I think it's a Swedish name, 
But it only became, I, I'm so bad about it because what happened was I was going to be called Andrew, but my cousin got here first. So, you know, <laughs> there you so go. I back, back then, you stayed in the hospital a while. You know, my, I yep. was baby yep. Heimlich for three days. Baby Heimlich for three days, and they were looking through books because they wanted Anne in the name because of my grandma Anne. Yeah, okay. So they wanted Anne, so they found Anson in a book. Yeah, because one of my favorite writers of all time was Anson Mount. Great writer. Right. Really, really right, good writer. Right, so right. I've often wondered that where but, the name Anson did come from. Yeah, so it came, they want, well, it came from a book, but they wanted Anne in the title, in, in the name. I could have killed, growing up, though, I could have strangled him. You know, ah, it's Anson a great Heimlich. Name. Anson Heimlich. Oh my God! You know, the first day of school was always torture. <laughs> Anson yeah. Williams, ladies oh, and gentlemen, no, just go to alertdrops.com. Your, your producer's going to kill me if I keep you any longer, Anson. I appreciate your time, though. Oh, oh, hey, thank you so much. Oh, it's happy great holidays, play. everybody. Happy holidays to you, Anson. Thank you. Alertdrops.com, as a matter of fact. Well, he said we had him till two fifty. Oh, it's two fifty-three. That's why. Yeah. Whoops. <laughs> Sorry about that. Uh, yeah, he's a good guy. Anson, Anson Williams has always been a really nice guy. And it, that makes total sense, by the way, that drowsy driving has got to be extremely dangerous. Yeah, you'd think so. Did you know that was true, that if you just bite a lemon, that it, it hits the back and top of your tongue and wakes you right up? That makes sense, though. I did not, but I'll have to try it. Have to give it a whirl? Mm-hmm. That's not a bad plan. In any case, well, that was quite the show today. We open up with Benjamin. Benjamin Cruzy came in. Uh, we talked a lot about the situation that's going on politically. And we, we try to do on this show, and I hope you guys, uh, that it shows through to the, to the listeners. We're not trying to take any side on this, but I just get so worn down by these statements made by both sides that you know they're not true in the least, but it's anything to make the other guy look bad. It's not to help you or to help me. It's to make the other guy look bad. And I find that very disturbing. And you know, we're paying out all this money and, and electing these people, and they do nothing but but basically complain to each other. That's well, their whole life. As long as you can make politi- uh, money out of politics, people will do that. Indeed. Just make it illegal for people to like get campaign funds or something. I don't I like know. it. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Tom Bernard Show.